0: The basis of this particular, um, this particular sermon is really simple, nothing complicated, and, and as Dee mentioned this morning, you know, probably the, the best known verse in Christendom as far as love is concerned is John 3.16, all right? And this is John 3.16 uh, out of the NIV, and let's all read this together. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting, or eternal life, everlasting. You can't get the, the, new, the, the uh, King James out of me sometimes. All right. Now, the thing about this is that we pretty much take for granted that God loves us. I don't think I'd have to put that to a vote, you know, and see how the vote went. You know, if we're here, we'd probably take that particular statement for granted. And as a matter of fact, not only do we take it for granted, we also depend on the fact that God loves us. But, we often don't make it what? Easy for God to... To love us. Now, isn't that a weird thought? And I can't say that I came upon this on my own. I'm a daily guidepost reader. You know, and if you aren't, you need to be. That's a wonderful publication. And, and you know, about this time of the year, I start getting antsy. Because my mom gives Sheila and I a daily Guidepost. You know, and I want to make sure she don't forget you know, for next year because I can't wait to see what's happened to these 50-some writers that contribute to this every year that it comes out a new one, right? And there was a particular one named Marcy Albergetti who or where I got this particular thought from. And, and what happened was, in her little article uh, back in June, she was discussing, and I don't know how that messed up, she was discussing maintaining relationships with others. That, that was her, her topic as far as her uh, article was concerned. And what she was talking about was that she, she had a friend named Kimmy. I don't know who Kimmy is, you don't either. us, it doesn't matter, okay? But she had a friend named Kimmy. All right, and apparently she and Kimmy don't agree politically. All right, and somehow you know you never talk politics, you know, religion with somebody, you, you know, with other people, because it always gets you in trouble. Right. Well, apparently they decided they got into politics, and they had a disagreement as far as this was concerned, and it was a disagreement to the tune that led to a falling out between the two of these particular people. And so what wound up happening was, you know how, you know, look, when you, when you talk for a living, you know, all you teachers, you know, when you talk for a living, sometimes you can actually be speaking about a topic and your brain's working on something else at the same time. You know, and, and, and what happens is if you do that long enough, what happens is your, your voice kind of gets a, an ability of its own. And, and it doesn't really necessarily go through the filters that normally you do. And if something happens, you pop out with something. My, my voice is always in fifth gear when my brain's still in first. You know, and you get yourself in trouble, right? And apparently this is what happened in their political discussion that they had, right? And so... She felt bad. Marcy felt bad about this because apparently they left, you know, pretty doggone mad and they said some things that they weren't really happy about. And what happened was Marcy followed that up by sending an email. And in this particular email, she apologized for the disagreement that they had. All right. And, uh, and, th- and Kimmy acknowledged that she received the email from Marcy, but that was it as far as communication between the two was concerned. She didn't write back, you know, and, and, and so I'm sorry too. She said, you know, I got it. And that was the end of it as far as this was concerned. Now, after, after several months had passed, Marcy kind of made a decision. And she decided on a forgive and forget kind of strategy. And so more months passed. No contact between the two whatsoever. All right, And it eventually occurred to Marcy that she was pretty doggone good at this forgive and forget policy. As a matter of fact, she was especially good at the forgetting part as far as this policy was concerned. And the thing is, if you think about in your own life, it is true that we all are good at the forgetting part as far as forgive and forget is concerned. Because of the fact that for the most part, it's a whole lot easier to simply forget about the person than it is to do the work it takes to maintain the relationship with somebody else. Mending relationships, and we've all got, had experience with this, mending relationships takes a whole lot of time and energy. And, you know, if you're going to put a whole lot of time and energy into something, you kind of want to know at the get-go what's going to be the outcome of that. Well, if I'm going to work real hard on this, then I want to know what's going to be on the other end. That's the trouble with relationships. You can put a whole lot of time and energy in a relationship, but there might be a what? Yeah, you're not sure what's going to come as far as that relationship is concerned. And so the thing is, Marcy After this had occurred, she actually heard a sermon. And this sermon covered God's unconditional love for us. Now, Marcy had no clue that the minister was going to preach on this particular thing at that particular time. We all know about God's timing with things, right? Well, the minister had a startling... that he made as far as God's unconditional love was concerned. And the minister literally stated in his message, and we're going to read this together because it's so bizarre. I don't think it's always easy for the Lord to love us. I think there are times he really has to work at it. Man, can you imagine that coming from the pulpit? This love that we rely on, man, what a thought that is. And it stunned her, it stunned me when I read it, which is why I'm talking about it now, because it was such a weird thing to hear. I mean, if you think about us as humans, even Christian humans, or what you might even call good humans, we tend to wear a halo when we forgive someone. You know, I mean, we've done what we're supposed to do, and we're better people because we have forgiven. But we typically tend to follow that up by taking no time at all, so I'm going to forgive that person what they did to me. And then I'm not going to mess with them no more. We're just going to, what they call it, kick them to the curb. Right? That's the forget part, isn't it? Right? And the deal is, well, we just say good riddance. You know, good riddance. Now, that's not God ordained. And as a matter of fact, if you think about that, what if God worked that way? I mean, we do this really well, right? What if God worked that way? Because remember, we rely on God's what? Forgiveness, right? We count on that. Now, what though if God forgave us and He says He will? What if God forgave us and then He just what? Forgot us. Just like we tend to do In relationships that just take too much energy to continue. We can be worrisome people. And if God just forgot, think about that. Because when God forgets something, that's it, right? And if God just simply said, okay, I'm going to forgive you for what you did. But that was your last shot. I'm just going to forget you from now on. Well, that would reverse our ticket to heaven, wouldn't it? <coughs> right? I mean, we, that, it would be our whole uh, deal as far as heaven is concerned would suddenly be lost. I mean, how many of you in here have ever heard of heaven? Raise your hand. All right down. How many of you want to go to heaven? Raise your hand. How many of you deserve to go to heaven? Raise your hand. Well, there you go, there you go, right? And so we can't afford for God to forgive us, or forget us, because if he did, none of us would go to heaven. But thank goodness, unlike us, God doesn't act like humans. Yes, he created us, but he doesn't act like us. And and that's kind of the basis of what Apostle John is telling us as far as John 3.16 is concerned. Remember, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. He didn't say for this group. For God so loved this person, but not that person. He didn't say, I loved you before, but then you messed up. You know, okay, I'm going to forgive you, but I'm going to forget it. There's no place in there where God forgets his people. It's not there. I mean, think about it. Would God... Give up his son to the most gruesome death possible. And I've said this before in my Sunday school class, I, you know, that's probably the worst way that man has ever concocted for a person to die. And I got a feeling that that had played a role as far as when Jesus came into the world. You know, because his son was going to die, and he was going to die in the worst way imaginable. I mean, think about death sentence today. You know, I mean, you got to make them perfectly comfortable. You know, I mean, if they drag somebody down the road, you know, and killed them, you know, in my opinion, drag them down the road and that's the way to get out. Right. But I mean, I, I digress. But the thing is, you know, Jesus died a horrible death. But he did it for a purpose. When he when he left heaven and came to earth, it was to show us how to live. And show us that it could be possible to follow God's rules and to die. Because we can't, right? And would God give that up and then turn around and forget people who sinned against Him? Which meant that made the death worthless. If God's going to forget us, then Jesus had no reason to go to the cross. Because we're all going to mess up. And if forgive and forget was the way God worked, none of us would ever have a hope of going to heaven. So why send his son to endure such a death when none of us are going to get to heaven to start off with? God, though, doesn't work that way. God is full of what? Grace. Not grack, you know, but anyhow. Yeah, God is full of grace. Grace. And all of you that have been to church all your life know that's unmerited favor, right? Unmerited means you don't deserve it. But God has grace on us. He loves us unconditionally. Even when we do what? Wrong. Even when we do wrong. He had a plan though. You know, and that plan was fulfilled in his son. Because he sent Jesus to pay the price for our sins because he knew his created beings were going to sin. He knew it. We can't help ourselves. So he had a solution. And it involved Jesus. And of course, what do we have to do to earn this type of favor? And what we have to do is simply believe in God's Son. That's our part. You know, we simply have to believe. We have to allow Jesus to be the Lord of our lives. we got to give up something. And that something we got to give up is self-rule. we got to give up self-rule. We don't know better. We don't ever know better. We learn some things through experience, but we don't ever know the long road because God does. And this plan was his ultimate plan from the beginning of time for us. So we could be in heaven with him. We need to follow Jesus' example. He showed us what to do. And Jesus showed us time and time again that not only should we be forgiving, but we also need to do the work it takes to maintain relationships. We've got to do, the, the forget part is God's not doing it to us. And if he's not going to forget us, he doesn't expect us to forget Other people. You see. Jesus showed us. How to live with other people. And how to love other people. I mean you know if you studied the gospels. That Jesus time. Especially his ministry three years. Which were the last three years. They were not a bed of roses. As far as Jesus was concerned. I mean, he didn't come with nothing. He didn't really have anything while he was here. And the religious leaders were, if they were devout about anything, they were devout about trying to get rid of him. So they did everything they could to destroy Jesus and his ministry. So his life was not easy. But it didn't alter Jesus wanting to save every. Single one of them. That's why he got so hot at the leaders. He got hot at the leaders, not because they were worse than anybody else might be, but because they were leading the people in the wrong ways. And people were following in blindly, and he was leading them, they were leading them down the wrong road. Jesus showed how we ought to live and how we ought to love. And what he illustrated was that God gave, whoops, God gave his son for who? All people. Not just some of them. Not just for, and and in a pagan day at a time, not just for those that might have had some special knowledge that other people didn't have. Not because they were worshipping the right God instead of the wrong God. God gave his son for everyone. And who are we to discard someone that Jesus died for? How arrogant would we be by saying that someone is not worthy of God when God said, that's not the truth. That's not the truth. My son didn't die for the people in this room. We just saw a while ago, he died for who? All people. He died for all people. Which leads us to, and I got this from Jason, (laughs) next steps. I didn't want you to be totally out of the water as far as this is concerned. Now, as far as next steps are concerned, you may be now... And I know you have been some time in the past in a situation similar to the one that Marcia Alberghetti found herself in. And if you are, I've got a piece of help for you. It's not a Terryism. It's right out of the Bible. And that verse is Proverbs 11, verse 20. Four, which is this: one person gives freely, yet gains even more. Another withholds unduly, but comes to what? Poverty. Poverty. Look, the deal is, as far as that's concerned, is you can't outgive God. But I guarantee you that if if you, like in a forgive and forget relationship, if you forget that person, that's not going to enhance your life. If you've got a conscience, that's going to worry you. And, and, you know, if you've got a conscience and things gnaw at you, and and stuff like that tends to come up at 3.15 a.m., And then you can't go to sleep at 3.30 a.m., 45 a.m., right? Good things don't keep you up. But stuff like this will. And that verse is telling you that. People who give of themselves, and you know this is true, when you do something for somebody else, then it benefits you more than it benefits the other person. I mean, if you've, ever, if you've ever done something, gone out of your way to do something for somebody else, you know, and you didn't have to, you just felt the Spirit moved you to help that person change a tire, or whatever it might be, that, folks, will make your day. You'll feel so much better when you help somebody else. On the other hand, when that mouth gets going and that brain ain't engaged, that is not going to lead to happy times as far as your life is concerned. That verse tells you that. If you try to hold it all for you, it's going to lead you to poverty. And spiritual poverty means you're without God. If you give of yourself to others, then you're going to reap riches. And I'm not talking about like you're going to wind up with, with you know, a $10,000 magical deposit in your checking account. But folks, we're headed where eventually? Heaven! We can't even describe heaven with words because they don't work. That's where we want to go. Our riches are not necessarily of this world. So what are you withholding from others or more importantly withholding from God? Maybe it's time and you've heard if you in this congregation if you here been here very long maybe it's time to let go and let God. My dad said that 10,000 times I don't know where he got it from Because he didn't make it up But he said it a bunch of, And it's just as true today As it was when he said it Let's pray Our Heavenly Father Thank you for loving us so much That you sent your Son To die on that cruel cross So that we might have a pathway To get to heaven Even though we're all sinners Father help us to, to study Jesus life to look at what he did how he interacted with other people and, and imitate his example and try to keep us father from withholding what we have for others most importantly the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ thank you so much for your love for us and may we be deserving of that love. We ask this in Jesus' name.